Oh, I feel so bad. I forgot to tell you. Very important thing. <laughs> Welcome to the Fearless Five podcast. We've done 165 of these so far. So this is the 167th one. I go by seasons. This is season four, episode 37. I'm your host, Heather Larson, certified transformational life coach, Reiki master. I, it's too long. I've got, I've got to cut it down. But anyway, I'm also a yoga teacher in training. And I realized that I forgot to tell you. Okay, so last week, the whole like, remember the subject about beginning before you're ready, which I did. And I did this DIY photo shoot of yoga poses, which I'm not even certified yet, but I was doing them for something that I was writing for somebody. And I thought that they wanted some, some yoga pose pictures for me. So I took pictures of, of my big fat post COVID barely stretchable body. And I, 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 I was afraid to, I don't know, do something with them. I, I was having a moment of, of, existential dread and and forgetting that this body survived COVID. So who cares how pudgy it is and what it looks like? Well, you know, after that whole thing, I wasn't going to not actually share the pictures with you. And then I forgot to tell you that I actually, I actually posted one of the pictures. I, I, there's, there's, it's a yoga sequence involving a chair. It's seven poses, but I posted one of the poses on destinyarchitecture.com on the blog in the most recent blog post up there, which is actually the recap of last week's Fearless Five podcast. So you can look at my big pudgy, my big fat yoga pose pictures. Remember the movie? It was like 20 years ago, but it was called My Big Fat Greek Wedding. This is my big fat yoga pose pictures. And there's one of them. So you can check it out. You know, I wasn't going to go through that whole, like, I did my own DIY photo shoot on the 4th of July in my living room. <laughs> I wasn't going to go through the whole thing without doing something with the pictures. So I'm actually still waiting to hear back from the editor as to whether I'm going to like use the pictures or not and the articles. So I don't know. I might have, I might have to take it down and repurpose it for the article or if I don't have to use them at all for the article, I'm going to do my own article at destinyarchitecture.com. So go look at my big fat yoga pose picture. It's, 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 you know, what's horrible about that picture that I actually didn't like that I've already changed. I gave myself a new haircut. So there you go. The rest of it, you know, I survived COVID. What do you want? I mean, like, I don't, who cares? Um, I don't, I don't care what I look like. I, I, I don't care that I'm a little overweight and I've lost weight. So who cares? Um, I survived really something that I shouldn't have. So, you know, we, we focus too much on looks anyway. Today's podcast, now, now that you, you're on the website, you're, you're Googling to the Destiny Architecture blog, let's talk about the, the blog post previous to that one, which I also forgot completely to discuss this week, because it's been a good week. We talked about a bunch of cool stuff. We talked about the fun of decluttering. We talked about how to write a letter to your future self, futureme.org, always a favorite, uh, five ways Reiki enhances life coaching. And then we also talked about how to reprogram your subconscious mind. And I feel like I've talked about this one a lot, so I'll make it brief. 10 ways to maximize the benefits of working from home. Cause now that we have the, the work life balance conversation going, there's no way to return to the way it was. And did you notice, did you notice we're only talking about work life balance because we're all working from home now in some capacity or more people are remote working than ever, or more people want to remote 
absolutely work than ever. So, you know, 10 ways, here you go to maximum, actually it's 11 ways, I think, to maximize the benefits of working from home. Uh, I still can't count. I still like forget small details. So it's either 10 or 11 here on the blog. Um, thanks COVID brain fog. So the things that we needed, did I even number these on the blog? I did, didn't I? I don't know. This blog is, there we go. Okay. I'm scrolling, but anyway, you know, we've got this conversation going. I just feel like now, after, during, where whatever point in history we're at with this pandemic, now we're going to talk about work-life balance. We weren't talking about this in the last 10, 20, 30 years, but okay, let's do it now. So first of all, if we're going to maximize the working from home thing, and this is coming from my point of view as somebody who's been now working from home since the end of May um, and fully converted to a working from home location, independent lifestyle. The first thing is you got to focus on creating more health because if, 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 if you're working from home and you're just like still watching Netflix and eating potato chips, like <laughs> uh, what's the point? You might as well go back to commuting and working the miserable job for the miserable corporation. You know what I mean? Like, like the whole point of being, work from home is to better your life and better your health. So if you're not getting more light, more physical movement, more exercise, like if you're, you're not maximizing the benefits of work from home, please start. And for me, it, it's been like an incremental getting better thing. You know, yes, I'm still dealing with this COVID long haul crap, you know, I, but I'm getting better at that too. So, you know, I, I went from somebody who like worked outside the home 40 hours a week to, well, having COVID and, and being pretty much disabled overnight to like, now I'm like, oh, wow, this is my life. I really do work from home. I really don't have to live in Kansas anymore. It doesn't matter where I live anymore. Thank God I can get out of this hellhole. And so, you know, part of that is my health. The, the health system in Kansas is atrocious. You know, aside from all the other obvious things that you think of when you think of Kansas, like I went through absolute hell um, between the emergency room and the doctor that I had as a primary care physician. Like I am lucky to be here. So I am very focused on creating more health. I've gone keto. I get a lot more movement during the day, even if it's something stupid, like sweeping my floor, which is still a lot for me. And uh, a few minutes, like I'll find a song I like to dance to for like three minutes. Okay. That's, that's pretty good for me right now. You know, ideally the old me, um, before all this, I probably would have been like, walking, uh, around the neighborhood and stuff. So, you know, I can't do that yet, but you know, hopefully, hopefully I can force myself to, to get some more stamina somehow. Cause you know, believe me, if you've had COVID and you're dealing with long COVID, there's nothing they do for you. There's, there's no protocol that these doctors have. So like I could be getting physical therapy or occupational therapy or respiratory therapy or something, but they're just like, yeah, there's nothing we could do for you. Like you can come back for a physical next year or whatever. And I'm like, what? You have nothing you can offer somebody like me, seriously. So um, the moral of the story is to focus on creating more health. I use my time wisely. Now I will clock out randomly throughout the day and do like 10, 20 minutes of yoga. Um, if it has to be more than once a day, um, then it has to be more than once a day, just because I still deal with a lot of muscle pain and, and back pain. So I can't sit for too long. So I, I, Hey, at least I'm forced to move around. So if we are not, uh, you know, focusing, I, I just feel very strongly that once you get sick in, in the United States, you're stuck. 
you you know once you hit some level of disability or chronic healthcare condition you are done like you, there go your finances <laughs> you are roped into all kinds of systems like if you can avoid it at all costs like do that like we we were so unhealthy working outside the home like my that the job that i had my job before this was you know i, I sat in a small editing bay there was a big fluorescent light above me it buzzed. It was a small space. I didn't get as much sun as I get now. Um, I, I, you know, I didn't take breaks. I probably sat the whole day. I think I took a 30 minute break for lunch, at which point I went like to the lunch room. Like I, it just was not very bad. Now when I take a lunch break, like I, I'm taking time to cook food, like real food in my kitchen. I, you know, take some time to sweep the floors or do other things like to keep the house clean. Like how cool is that? Like how, who gets to like go home from a brick and mortar job in the middle of the day, sweep their floor, do the dishwasher, you know, like it's just the little things like that that give a little more work-life balance. Also try analog hobbies. Like we've got to have things that we do that don't involve a screen. I, right? Like who could argue that? Number my number three on my point, I went off on that the health point there. Number one, did I? Okay. So we're going on to number three is to find a boundary and separate work from home. So my big thing is I don't keep notes from work or about work anywhere visible uh, in my, on my desk, which is in my living room. And I, so if there's notes at the end of my day that I want to keep, I put them in a Google doc and then I don't have to see them again until I need them. Then I open up the document and Hey, there's my little notes that it's, you know, I'm very organized. So uh, it's making me more organized like that. So, you know, that's, that's just one way that I separate work from home. You know, uh, there's so many things that you can do when I was freelancing ages and ages ago in 2006 and 2007, the hot thing to do was to, you know, for freelance writers, uh, was to clock before you clock in for the day or before you begin work for the day, like you would, you would take a walker on the block. So you felt like you were going somewhere, like you were going to work, but you were really just walking around the block so you could start work at home. But anyway, there's one idea. So number four, to maximize your working from home, create your new habits, lose the old ones. You know, my most stubborn habit was my morning routine. And I've worked on that really hard this week. I don't have an ideal morning routine right now. My morning routine, honestly, is getting up, taking my vitals. And um, I listen to a news report. <laughs> in the morning. That's like, that's all I do now. Uh, like I don't really follow the news too much unless it's, unless it's Bitcoin news. Uh, that's all I really follow. Um, and, and, you know, I watch a couple of favorite videos on YouTube. Well, I used to when I woke up and I'm trying not to do that anymore. So now it's like a midday tea break. If I want to watch a video, one of my favorite videos on YouTube. So, you know, there's not, nothing wrong with like the way that I was waking up, but it was, I had a, a stubborn morning habit that came from getting incrementally sicker last year and having a cat who was also getting uh, older and she wanted to get on my lap every morning when I had coffee and I would just sit and because she wanted to sit on my lap, I would watch YouTube and then it just turned into a thing. And then after she passed on, um, I, I have clung to that like routine where I get up and sit in my chair and have my coffee. And this week I decided I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. I need to move my morning routine forward. So today that ended up being like spiritual reading and doing some yoga homework. So 
you know, it was, it was a simple morning routine, just something to get me out of like, I don't know, the doldrum that I was in, um, when I wasn't feeling well, which just kind of, yeah, things just kind of happen. You know, have you ever heard the, um, what's the analogy or the metaphor? Um, it's, it's like boiling a frog in a pot, right? Um, you know, if you, if you, have a pot of boiling water and you throw the frog in it, it knows that it's being boiled, right? But if you have a frog and you put it in a pot of water and then you put the pot on the stove and then you turn up the heat, it's it's so incremental, the frog doesn't realize it's being boiled. So, so I was like that with my morning routine. So, you know, figure out what your frog in a, a pot of boiling water thing is, because we all have one. You know, we all have that thing that just like, we don't realize we're being boiled. Like... That, that just it kind of incrementally took over our lives. It snuck up on us. And then you're, it's too late. Like, ooh, I'm boiling. Um, <laughs> and the frog in the pot. Okay, number five on my list here. Am I going to get through all of these? Like, this is getting really long. I'm trying to make the podcast shorter. So find a way to connect with your colleagues. My colleagues and I have no problem with this. Like, I think we're, we're pretty good at keeping in touch and communicating being a remote team is awesome. Um, I've worked with other teams that weren't so awesome remotely. I've worked with teams. I've worked with all kinds of remote teams. Um, so there's always a way and it always involves something like Slack. <laughs> it's pretty convenient. And then I have one job where we have a Slack and nobody uses it. Like every three months, somebody makes a post. Um, so it's kind of like every group is different. You just got to find what works for each group, right? So number six, indulge in the projects. Oh yeah. So like, what am I without my 40 hour work week now? I have freedom. I have time for projects. I am a woman with time for projects, fun projects, learning projects. Let me go get another certification. Let me go get a hobby. I'm really going to get this knitting thing down. Like I'm going to get good at it. Or at some point, I'm just going to decide I suck at it and somebody gets an ugly scarf and I move on. But whatever, I've got a project. Yay. So projects, you know, and if you go to the blog post at destinyarchitecture.com, then uh, you'll see that every single one of these points also has a goal. So the goal for indulging in projects, obviously, you know, that thing that you wanted to do when you have extra time, you can do it when you work from home and make your own hours. You have the time now. So go do it. Number seven on my list, track your time. I'm a big time tracker, metric tracker, you know, because you know, it's the only way to track progress is to track your time. But, you know, I, I will work and work and work if, if I allow myself to do that. So I have to kind of be knowledgeable about how much time I'm spending on things and, and manage it. And, you know, I am horrible at tracking some things as, as like, I'm horrible at tracking time. I'm horrible at tracking my yoga teacher training time, which is also why it's taking me so long because I can go a whole week and then forget to write down what I did for my yoga teacher training. Like I'm really, really, really bad. I even have a toggle just for the yoga teacher training. Haven't touched it in a while. I keep a spreadsheet though, but yeah, I forget. To, I forget. So, you know, if you keep, maybe keeping track of the time is, is the wrong way to say it. Maybe I'm, you have to be mindful is what I'm trying to say. You have to be mindful of how much time you're spending. Cause I know that my, the trap that I fell into back when I first started freelancing in 2006 and 2007, I would work like 16 hour days. I thought I had to hustle constantly. And it may have been true back then. I don't remember too much. I just remember that I had no problem 
working a long ass day at home and never leaving the house. And like, that's just really unhealthy. So you got, you got to at least go for a walk. Like you got to like, like sometimes you just got to get out of the house and I don't know, whatever. Like sometimes I'm like, God, I just need to get out of the house. What can I go do? And then I go do it. And you know, it might be something lame, like going to get a burger or going to get, you know, groceries or something, going to get more keto food. Um, which is super fun actually, cause I love food. Who doesn't love food? Um, I love healthy food. I don't eat junk anymore. Yeah. That's another thing that I think is a bonus because, uh, my former workplace had a convenience store on site and I was having so much trouble getting dressed and ready to work on time with packing my lunch and stuff. Cause I was getting sicker and sicker last year. This was before I got COVID. We didn't know I had asthma surprise. You have asthma and then you get COVID a week later, almost die. It was a horrible thing. But anyway, I, <laughs> I don't mean to sound so cavalier talking about it. I just feel like I've already told the story plenty on the podcast and I'm trying to move past it. So anyway, so I used to go up to this convenience store at my old workplace and I would buy junk because I was exhausted, I was disorganized, I couldn't keep up, and part of it, I couldn't keep up on nutrition and feeding myself. So now I'm at home, there's literally nowhere for me to go but for junk food, and the only thing I can really do that's bad is I can have like three cups of coffee a day instead of one or two. You know, it's my rebellion. So number nine on my list of ways to maximize your working from home, assessing the burnout triggers. Look, this, this is... Just because you're working from home doesn't mean you're not going to burn out because things can be stressful. Just because you're not in a workplace doesn't mean you're not going to have like work stress and you need to figure out if you're getting burned out or not before it happens. You got to know your burnout triggers, you know, and, and this is why I love things like yoga, meditation, Reiki, coaching, all of these things come with all kinds of tools and technology to help keep you aware of yourself. Self-awareness is key, especially things like meditation, especially things like yoga. Those, I think those things, you know, and I can give you tools as a coach to help you figure out if you're heading towards burnout or not. And in Reiki, obviously you're going to quiet the mind. You're going to go within, you're going to receive Reiki. All of these things help you become more self-aware. And so you've got to figure out what those burnout cues are. Do you get frustrated? Do you get lazy? Do you sleep later? Do you procrastinate? Do you get short with people? Do you just get angry and blow up for no reason? Like, do you dread opening up your laptop? Like, do you figure out what your burnout cues are? And of course, the burnout triggers might be a little different working from home than working in a workplace because it's just a different environment. So here's what I did wrong on the blog. Um, number 10. I put number nine twice. Anyway, number 10, change your work habits. Do you know what makes working from home great? It's the new work habits. So I am a person who loves to block out distractions as I complete a task. I will hear my little slack bubbles, you know, making their noises, um, like pop, 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 that little popping sound. Anyway, um, I will hear that. I will ignore it until I'm done with the task and then I will get to it. I know it's there. Um, you know, sometimes I can take a break once an hour. You know, if I'm dragging, I'll break a little more often. It is okay to clock out and take a nap. Nobody cares, honestly. Um, you know, I don't have to constantly 
really keep my head in the game or stay on top of things. Like I can take breaks and I can listen to music. Like my working habits are totally changed. And finally, number 10, and maybe this is a list of 12 things. Um, do you want to just read the rest of the blog? I don't know what number I'm on anymore. I'm going to have to get in here and edit this. Hopefully by the time you listen to the podcast, I will have fixed the website. So make your workspace more ergonomic, which is not something I even know how to do. And it's not something I've done. I'm just getting by with putting a lumbar roll behind my back. So anybody with, with ergonomic powers, if you have ergonomic knowledge, I want to know. <laughs> I want that knowledge. You know, I, I meant to buy a better chair, but I don't know what I'm going to do with my, my chair and desk space. Um, which brings me to my final point here is that travel is what helps us maximize the whole working from home thing because it doesn't have to be home. You know, depending on your situation, I am completely location independent. Nobody cares where I work from. Nobody knows where I work from. I could be in my closet. I could be, you know, in a coffee shop. I can be in my living room. Nobody cares. I could be in San Francisco, which is something I plan to do. I could be anywhere. I could be outside of this country. And that's the cool thing. I can do working vacations now so that I can, like, I don't have vacation time anymore. Like, I can I decide when I take a vacation. I don't have to put in a request and get it approved and get somebody to cover blah, 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 and all those stupid things that you have to do when you work in an office. Like, forget that life. Just forget it. Um, <laughs> I'm over it. Now, I'm not ready to travel yet. Like, pff, me, make it through an airport, please. I would love to. Um... I just know that it would be really exhausting for me right now. So I'm just, you know, I'm going to take up my own um, physical and occupational therapy and respiratory therapy. And uh, since the medical system has just kind of like abandoned all of us long COVID people, we're going to just gonna have to make it up our, I'm going to have to try and get stamina back on my own. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm probably going to complain to my doctor this month about this whole mess. But anyway, the goal for me is to be able to travel. I would love to I really want to travel this September to my friend's memorial service, the one that died of COVID. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know how to, to do it. Like, <laughs> you can't walk very far. How do you get through an airport? Like, I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out. Um, I even looked at Amtrak and then I realized, like, you you know, I probably can't do that either. So, um, yeah, but you know, traveling once I'm well is going to be the goal. And I will find a way. Oh, yes, I will. Or I'm just going to have to deal with the fact that I really can't walk that far and I'm utterly, totally exhausted from nothing. And who cares? I'm just going to do it anyway and deal with it. Like, that's <laughs> that's probably how I've lived my life. Anyway, so that's the Fearless Five for this week. Read the whole blog post. It's at destinyarchitecture.com. On Twitter, you can follow me at DestinyArch1. And this podcast has its own fancy little Twitter feed. And that is Fearless, the number five pod. So remember, you are the architect of your own destiny.